Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tell me about talking in your sleep. Let's talk about this. Was this about a person in your life? Uh, no. No. Okay. What I like about you was about every girl that was in the audience when you were making the song up on the road, it sounds like. Right? Jimmy finalized the lyrics for What I Like About You. So it's whoever he was dreaming of. And then What I Like About Talking to Your Sleep is whoever he was thinking about there. Well, first of all, National Breakout went up to number 75 or something. It didn't even receive that great. It had a more live sound. We went to the studio, wanted it to be more live and more raw. But everything was kind of changing a little bit. There was great songs on there, but we're playing them faster. We're opening shows for the Ramones. We're, you know, we're, we're banging out songs harder and faster. And so the songs were written a little bit more quicker on the beat. And the production was a little different. So it didn't really kick. Anyway, that's gone. I'm fired, gone. And then... I'm asked to come back and I had, we did rehearsals. I came back in, we rehearsed for a month. We went on the road with a bunch of new songs. Talking Your Sleep was nowhere, but Rock You Up was there. Maybe a couple others, not too many others, two or three others. Then we had to start writing again. We had to start writing for the, for In Heat record. And I had just jam, the da-da-dum, da-da-dum. I had the bass part. That's it. Jimmy had the groove. I had the bass part. We jammed with it and jammed with it, jammed with it. It didn't really go anywhere. We would uh, do a, it's called a one, four, five. We do just a, a straight bluesy kind of thing. But the bass part was something and the groove was something. So we did pre-production for In Heat. We had all the songs. We went in the studio and we recorded all the songs, all the backtracks, all the vocals. And then we, the producer comes in and goes, we need one more song. And we did have a song. So he goes, Mike, what about that song you had back in Detroit? And we're in the studio. We actually came up with Talking to Your Sleep in the studio. You finished the song in the in the studio. Well, no, we actually took my bass part and the drum part and we messed around with it. And the producer, being the genius that he was, he was really, really good with music and songwriting and harmonies. He, he'd help us make sure we were finishing a melody off the correct way with on the right note and all that. And taking the third out in the vocal or adding a fifth where you have ghost notes instead of singing the note. People hear the note, but it's not there that kind of harmony. And so he got the keyboard, the word put it in the control room. 
and me and Peter Solly, Jimmy, we're running through stuff. We're like kind of talking together close. We're huddled. And we're like, what about these chords? What about this chord? What about that chord? Pete's doing this on the piano and he's going like that. And so I'm going like, what about this? Turn around. What about, it's like kind of a thing. And in the meantime, Jimmy, I think he's thinking of words and titles. Then we finally get the arrangement. And then we agreed on a melody for the chorus. Ba 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 da 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 da. First it was ba 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 da 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 da. That's all we had from the piano and the guitar. Someone goes, I hear the secrets that you keep when you're talking in your sleep. Someone goes, when you're talking in your sleep. Someone said it. I don't know who said it. We're all throwing stuff around back and forth. And then came out, I hear the secrets that you keep when you're talking in your sleep. Was there an instantaneous feeling like, that's it. That's the title of the song. That's the whole theme of the song. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's that feeling like? I'm always looking for the words to describe that feeling on this show. For me, I'm not thinking that far ahead. I'm still going, okay, what's going to come next? I'm thinking, okay, so how the verse is going to go? I'm more like, that's down. Now let's see. That part's done. What's next? How are we going to get from the beginning to that? <laughs> okay, interesting. You're not, your mind is working on the bigger picture of the whole song, but you know that that piece is locked down and that's great. I'm not relaxing yet. And the keyboard's still there. And I'm also thinking of intros to it too. So you get to groove, you jam on it, you play it. And then probably a, a melody came somewhere. So that's, you know, where the verse came from. When you close your eyes and you go to sleep, that's Jimmy. Jimmy working his mind. And I think he took those few things there. Probably he might've had a sketch. Of, I don't know how far he had along on the verse. He, and I think he was going to sing it. Jimmy was going to sing it. I'm sure he had the first few lines. We went, we were done that night, that day. We went home and went to the hotel. We're in Florida, North Miami beach, the old 1950s hotels, the Sahara with a camel out front or whatever, and palm trees, a desert thing. And all those fifties hotels right on the water. We get up at nine in the morning and one room and have all the bagels and cream cheese or whatever, coffee or toast or whatever. And we go have that at nine o'clock and then we go to the studio at 11 o'clock after going into the pool. So that's what we did the next day after talking to your sleep. He hadn't finished up all the lyrics. We laid down the track. We probably did that track that day. So it was probably one day for the whole thing to come together, the backtrack, that we needed a hook. I'm like spot on for hooks. I can come up with a the guitar hook and all that. I think Cause was trying something. And I'm always like, I can do it on guitar. Like the Who with um, Substitute. Bum, bum, ba, da, bum, bum, ba, da. That's my kind of rhythm. Like what I like about you. Bum, bam, bam, ba, dam, bam, ba, da. Like Can't Explain. And like the Hollies where they have the 12 string and the intro of song. Or the Beatles where they have these intros. That's where I was good, I'm good at on guitar. I, I can hook to the melody and devise it where it's different than melody, but it's an intro. So that's, I started doing uh, dun, 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 that kind of thing with the talk in your sleep. So that's where that came from. It was me and cause, but that's my forte is those, those little hooks. It's magical. It's magical. So when you're done with the song, do you know it's a hit? No, you know, I'm not, we're not thinking that we're not thinking that we're thinking, wow, it's a good day in the studio. We got good songs done. We're finished with the record, but we're leaving. And the guy that sweeps up and cleans up and straightens up the chords and everything in the studio goes, man, this black cat, he's been there for years. He's been there 30 years. He helps out the studio, anything you need. And he goes, that song's a hit. And I know the hits. And I've called out a lot of hits. He goes, that's your hit. We go, oh, okay, okay. You know, okay, whatever you say. 
Thank you. Thanks for the accolade. But he knew it. Yeah, he knew. He knew. We were too close to it. You're too close to it. Uh, your 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 mind is still in the album in in making of the record, doing the work for the ingredients of the soup. Talking in your sleep has had 56 million Spotify plays to date, and counting. See, I don't like hearing that stuff because then when I now when I go right. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, you know, you happen to have written some great songs, Mike. That's why you're on the show. I don't think about it. See, when you bring and when I'm doing an interview and they bring stuff up like that, it automatically goes to that side where I go, I'm not opening that door. So let me ask you a different question. Let me ask you a different question. Have you ever been in a karaoke bar where they played either of those two songs? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever gotten up and yeah, sung? Yeah, I'm saying. You have sung to your karaoke bar. Sure. Your your own songs. What's that feeling like? We're imbibing and having drinks, having fun, and everybody's... And they have your song on the karaoke list, and someone punches the number, and you get up and... And you think you're smart enough to go up there and do it. <laughs> you probably know the words, right? <laughs> That's great. I would have loved to have seen that. I asked that question because I did see Mac Davis sing Baby Baby hooked on me in a karaoke bar once. And I was like, I got to ask songwriters if that's ever happened. Do you remember where you were the first time you heard a romantic song on the radio? Either we were on the road and the police were out, we were on that tour and we were driving or something direct. You heard, um, tell your straights were just coming out and police were out. And then romantics came on the radio or something. And that's the first time you heard it on the radio. Yeah. Upstate New York or, on the way to New York or Boston or, or on the way to Toronto or something somewhere. And did you keep driving or did you oh, pull no, over? Oh, for sure. Pulled over. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't want to lose the signal in, in upstate New York on AM radio or something. <laughs> so, yeah. So I usually set that stuff aside and I'm, I'm back in my, my feet firmly on the ground and my head in the right spot. Now when, and when I write and I'm still the kind of writer I wrote when I wrote in the first early days of romantics, I was unsure of things when we went in and did the second record, because everyone's telling you, it sounds great. You sound great. It's great, great, great. And my head was like, kind of like not, I didn't know what was good and what wasn't good at the time. And so what was important was in my head again. So in some respects, it was good to have a hiatus and a, a, a break to re-energize your creative muse. Yeah. 